Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Jeff is back. And we're going to get to talk about all of the Phase 4 announcements. uh, Finally get Jeff's take on things. And we're going to cover a bunch of your feedback. Really excited to dive into all this stuff right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. All right, man. So let's just get right into it. None yeah. of the pleasantries. What's your, what are you most excited about with this Phase 4 announcement? Phase 4. And 5. And part of 5. <laughs> um, <sighs> you know, I want to say that I'm, I'm really excited for Thor 4. Yeah, like that's the most excited or that's the most exciting thing. But I don't know that it is because Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness Mm -hmm. being a horror genre movie is going to be phenomenal, especially with Scott Derrickson at the helm. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is this guy. This guy knows horror. And you're putting him in charge of a, a, a product, a, a property that has so much potential for just really weird shit to be happening and really, like, really scary things to be going on. Yeah, it could be scary and mind bending. It could be really rad. Yeah, so I, I think that that movie is going to absolutely kill it, especially as good as uh, the first Doctor Strange was, as good as uh, Doctor Strange was in Infinity War and Endgame. Like, as much as I love seeing him on screen, I think that that movie is going to be amazing. Nice. I think for me, most exciting thing, Blade. Blade with Mahershala Ali? Yeah, Mahershala See, I'm, I'm not good with his name. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Ali, Mr. Ali, fancy as he is great. I love him in everything I've ever seen him in. Um, yep. But also, uh, he bringing in sort of the monster side of the Marvel universe opens yeah. up a lot of cool things. I mean, we've gotten the mystical universe already with Doctor Strange, but really, what we've gotten with Doctor Strange, and I think they're going to dive in more deeply. We're getting we're getting a horror movie with Doctor Strange. And then we're going to get a vampire movie. Like, that's yes. basically two horror movies. I mean, like, I don't know if yes. gonna, it's going to feel like a horror movie. It might not have that tone. But, man, I'm just pumped, man. I'm really pumped about it. Yep. 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 Uh, you know what would be absolutely killer? What's that? Is if... Oh, I don't know if that's going to work. Eh, it might work. <laughs> so, <laughs> with Blade... Uh, Blade uh, gets your your vampire going, right? Also, Doctor Strange gets your multiverse going. Mm-hmm. There was a guy in the uh, Spider-Verse comic, actually, that was killing different Spider-Men in a vampiric way, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And that could be our third Spider-Man movie. Mm, I, Taking all of these things, you know? Could be. It could be. I, I, I think they're going to want to go for something different with the third Spider-Man movie, but it could be a Spider-Man thing down the road once they've introduced the vampires. But also, I think we're getting the Spider-Man movie before the Blade movie. I think. Is, they haven't announced it. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. No, it's not announced in Phase 4 yet. So 
man, so much coming, and Spider-Man 3 isn't even one of them, and I'm so curious about what happens. Uh, but the one thing I'm most excited about in the Spider-Man realm is that now J. Jonah Jameson can be in all the movies. Yes. <laughs> he needs to, J. Jonah Jameson needs to be, like, reporting on all these vampire sightings, man. Sounds oh, awesome. Man. Sounds so awesome. That would be so rad. Here's, here's what it's going to be. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is not a multiverse that's driving him mad. It's a multiverse dealing with all of these really angry J. Jonah Jamesons. Right? <laughs> it's a multiverse of being mad. Yeah. A multiverse of J. Jonah being mad. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I really like the idea happen. of a multiverse focused J. Jonah, Jonah Jameson that's like reporting the news t- from the multiverse. It's the gelidoscope. <laughs> what's going to happen? That's silly. <laughs> that's silly. I'm sorry. I uh, still have some lingering sickness that's obviously affecting my brain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so th- we're going to mostly try to get through some feedback today. We're doing a lot of catch-up on feedback because we've had a couple months of lots of content that we were covering. Um uh, but I really like this first question, and I think we it'll it'll be an interesting one to kind of be a jump off for this episode. Um, I think it was Joe Wilson uh, says on Twitter, "Call your shot now. Name the Avengers in the next massive team up movie." Mm. Who you got? Well, they they haven't announced any team ups. No, for they Phase Four, they haven't. That's his point. Who's who? They're gonna do one though. That's their whole business model. We're gonna get a team up movie. What's it gonna be? What's well, it gonna be? Is it though? Because like that was f- three phases worth, and that that really established the brand of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sure. I think at this point they can just branch off and do whatever the hell they want. Oh, I agree. They can do that, and they're going to. I think they're going to get a lot of team up movies. I think we're going to get a lot of like just like with um, Thor Ragnarok, where you have like one other character just kind of mixing in. I think we're going to get a lot of that kind of stuff. But we're going to get another. Maybe it won't be called Avengers. Maybe not. But I think we're going to get, it looks like we're taking phase four off from Avengers movies. So I think in phase five, we're going to, it'll probably culminate with some sort of team up movie. Maybe not Avengers, but some sort of team up movies happening. I, I think, mm. I think he's right. I think that's, that's a for sure. So who, who do you think is going to be in that movie? Here's what I think would be amazing to see happen. You have Reed Richards and Norman Osborn working together to try to establish uh, maybe a school to teach younger people like how to how to be heroes right for these these spider-man age level people and okay. your young Kate bishops and you know those kinds of things and they make sort of an academy for Avengers mm-hmm. an Avengers Academy if you will mm-hmm. and then Norman Osborne starts experimenting on them. And then that, like, the company might even possibly be called, you know, like they were looking toward the future, right? They're, they're trying to be a foundation for the future. Maybe a future foundation, as it were. This is all comics names, by the way. I'm just throwing them in. Um, (laughs) so I'd like to see, you know, some of that collaboration to try to, like, teach the youngsters, except you've got uh, a good role model good in quotes, uh, with Reed Richards and then this like awful person in Norman Osborn, but like not everybody knows that he's that awful person. Right. And then 
you're proposing you're proposing Marvel Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I want Doctor Strange to teach Defense Against the Dark Arts. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Yep. Yep. Uh, legit, I no, though. I no think. Uh, I think. I don't know. The, it's really easy to just go for names like you know the champions or the defenders. Like we already saw the defenders, but uh, I, champions is a really easy one. I think Avengers is going to be out for a little bit. Um, mm. Interesting. Just because nobody's going to like it, Avengers has such a, a connotation in the world, you know, and everybody's going to. Everybody's going to be like, what are you, the next Avengers? Like, I mean, just like they were with Spider-Man. It's like, what are you trying to be the next Iron Man? It's like, no, man, I'm trying to be Spider-Man. I just, I think the Avengers have, like you said, there's such a, in-universe, they have such a reputation that I think there's there's going to be an Avengers. Now, I don't know what that's going to be or if they'll focus on it in a movie called Avengers, but I don't think the Avengers are going away. Well, I mean... As far as we know, the Accords are still there. So it could be a government-sanctioned Avengers team. Right. Could be the whole Dark one, Rain thing. Yes, yeah. led by one Dark Norman Osborn. I do think Dark Rain would be a really cool team-up movie. Although, I feel like we just got done with all the Civil War stuff where the heroes are on the outs. We haven't had a traditional sort of bad guy in a long time. I guess Thanos. Obviously Thanos. But um, <laughs> I was like, do you remember Thanos? <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I feel like we just got over, and we haven't even gotten over. The Sokovia Accords are still in place. Um, but, but the question is, we haven't really touched on the question, which is, who is on our team? For, oh, is if that we, what the name of the question is? The I question, thought it was like, what's the next team going to be? No, the, t- no, the question is, it's who, Great Lakes Avengers. who's on the team? We, we we know who is going to be in these movies going forward. We don't know if they're going to bring them all in for a big team-up movie, a la Endgame, or if they're going to do like some smaller team-ups. So if if they're going to do a team-up movie, four or more heroes, who's your who's your top four? Who's going to be in the next team-up movie? Uh, Captain Marvel, right? Obviously. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I'm pretty sure she's going to be our leader. Um, we're going to have Sam Wilson, Captain America, mm. uh, as as okay. I like to call him, Captain Falcon. Yeah, um, has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> kind of rhymes with itself. <laughs> um, let's see, Bucky's still around, so we can have. Whatever you know, we'll call him, the White Wolf. Uh, Black Panther is going to be there, obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Strange might get involved, right, but you, you know, you're going deeper than the top four. I was just asking for top four. Sorry, sorry. So what's sorry? That's what I'm saying because I think I feel like we need to keep it restrained because we can just we could sit here and just name all the characters in the universe. Like, That's easy to do. He's going to be there. <laughs> but w- who's your top four? I, we're trying to call our shot here. Who's your top four? Well, okay, the first Avengers had six. So if you want to go with six, you can go with six. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You know, this is really hard, man. Yes, yeah, like, it is. There's so many characters. <laughs> okay, so Captain Marvel. Okay. Uh, Sam Wilson. All right. Uh, Wanda. Nice. Maximoff, yeah, yeah. Um, Black Panther. It's so. I don't. Mm, I don't think that Bucky matters enough anymore with with Cat being out of the picture. Right. 
So I'll put a I'll put a maybe on Doctor Strange and I don't know that we necessarily need Thor anymore. Mm, interesting. Because Captain Marvel's so strong. Right. And well, I'll, that yeah. It's kind of also like uh, uh, we don't really need Hulk anymore because Captain Marvel's so strong, and because Wanda is so strong. So yeah. Maybe I mean Hulk might be around in a scientist advisory capacity. Mm-hmm. Or Banner. Hulk, yeah, it's true. The professor. Hulk, Hulk, the professor. Uh, he's still around. All right. Um, that, you've, I think you've gone Kate over Bishop. six. You've gone Kate over Bishop. six. That's you number Kate, six. All right. Here's mine. Captain Marvel. Yep. Black Panther. Yes. Spider-Man. Okay. Um, Blade. Bit of a dark horse, but I think Blade. Okay. I'm trying to decide whether I want to put Doctor Strange on the team or not. Because I think Doctor Strange is going to have other shit to do. That's what it mostly is in the Avengers, is that like Doctor Strange is so far beyond right. any problems yeah. that they have. I'm gonna go with Doctor Strange because I, I okay. don't have a better I don't have a better to put in my six. And then as my sixth position, Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, my six. Okay. That's my okay. I, he said to call my shot. I know there's some some outliers in there, some ones that are that may not be the one, but I think that's my that's my six. Uh, I think that it's very likely we will they will introduce the X Men sooner than later. There was a thing on the uh, on the net today that seems to allude that Deadpool might be in Phase Five. Did you hear about this? I I saw a snip of it, but I've I've been so engulfed in, or engrossed in my project at work, I, I haven't been right, able to right. come up for it. Well, uh, it, basically, he just put a post out, and there was a conveniently in the in the he put a diagram up of of, of uh, leaking something about the leak he made years ago for when he leaked the footage or whatever. Uh, Reynolds linked the footage to get Deadpool made, and. There was a there in the description or whatever it said, we're going into our fifth year or phase five, if you will, of my Deadpool conspiracy theories or something like that. Um, and it's just a interesting <laughs> use of the word phase words phase five, given that Marvel's introducing all their phase five stuff and we don't know who's in it yet. And I think that it might be that Deadpool shows up. And if Deadpool shows up, they're probably introducing mutants. And if mutants are around, one of them is going to be on the team, at least. And if you got to go with one, you got to go Wolvie. That's fair. That's fair. That that's my call. It's it's it maybe not, but that's my call. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going to the feedback. Right. How about it? <clears throat> Justin Day sent us a message. Hey, by the way, Justin Day is a brand new patron. Thank you, Justin. Yay, Justin! Thank you. Thank you so so much. It means a ton that you guys. Who are patrons support us. And so he sent us this message on Patreon. Patreon. Oh, nice. That's why it's in a different format that I don't recognize. Yeah, we don't get, we don't get too many messages. Most people that are patrons send us stuff elsewhere. And honestly, Patreon is a really, is really bad for messaging. Like I just, I can't ever follow. People send me stuff and then I can't find it later and <laughs> it's weird. 
Like they post on our wall or something, and then they're really hard to find those posts later. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Thank you, John, Justin Day, for the patronage. He says, I decided to watch Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Captain Marvel again before watching Endgame at home. After the Phase 4 announcement, I'm curious as to why they haven't expanded on the Microverse and Janet's new powers. I believe that her quantum fingers are a game-changer. The only movie announced that could work for her would have to be Doctor Strange. Black Widow, Eternals, and Shang-Chi, and Thor 4 don't match. It's a good point. We don't have really anything from... Ant-Man, the whole Ant-Man universe or like cast of characters yet in this phase. Yeah. So they, they, they mentioned that there might be a Wasp movie, I think on something, but I don't, I, I don't even know if that was official or not. I don't know. There's so much, there's so much stuff going on out there, man. I don't even know. It's so hard to keep up with it all. It is. Especially right now. God. Yeah. And it's hard to know what Janet's powers are. We have, we know nothing about them. Yep. Was she f- using her powers in the final battle with Thanos? Because she shows up, right? Janet? Did she I not show up? I don't think does. Okay, never mind. For some reason, I was thinking she stepped through the portal. One of those no. slingering portals. Hope did. Okay. I, yeah, I'm just misremembering. It's There's a lot of people in that shot. In that shot. <laughs> <laughs> there's, oh, God, yeah. I went back and, like, again, I, I watched it recently and was like, oh, my God, this... Like I was still, I was tearing up and just like tears streaming out of my face because it's just so overwhelming. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with all the emotions. It's pretty overwhelming. It is, it is an iconic movie that will go down as a classic. I have no doubt. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, highest grossing movie ever. Yeah, well, sure, but so was Avatar, and you know, Avatar has its uh, proponents, but it, it's not. I don't think Avatar is a classic. No, you know. It's not a classic. Endgame is a classic already. It's just – I know that I'm going to get into my old age and, like, be showing my kids uh, freaking <laughs> I Endgame. I when Endgame came out. I, like, like my dad showed me, like, uh, John Wayne movies, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's the level it is. Like, it's going to be that. And I, and I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be so hard, though, to, to show, like – Super young kids who are born like now, it's gonna be hard to show them later the MCU because like you just sit them down to watch Endgame and they don't they don't get it. So you got to start at the beginning, right? Sure. So you got to start with like Iron Man one, which might be the most boring thing ever for them. Right. <laughs> well, all these movies are gonna be you know movies change, pacing changes. It's all gonna be different in twenty years. Yep. Um, or whatever. I you know if I have kids, they probably won't be twenty years from now. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I probably got to be a little sooner. <laughs> it's just, I'm already a little old for that. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm yeah, happy you with gotta, my choices. Uh, got to get on that, man. Come on. No, nah, man, I'm happy with my choices. Dink life. Dink life, man. All right. All right. <laughs> Dual income, no kids. Woo. <laughs> oh, see, I thought that, uh, I thought that you were going with, uh, the Doug Funny reference where his, uh, his neighbor was Mr. Dink. No. Oh, is he, is he like didn't an have kids? old single man or something? Yes. No. But that's a funny that's a funny interpretation of Dink Life. No, nah, yep. man. Dink Life's the new thing everybody's saying. It's a dual, dual income, no kids, man. Dual income, no kids. It's pretty sweet. I bet you, I bet you it was Doug that coined that term <laughs> kind of accidentally, and then everybody's <laughs> just jumping on the bandwagon now. That's funny. 
Anyway, uh, Matt Klein sent us an email and said, Hey guys, with the announcement of the Phase 4 lineup, which project are you most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I love the idea of them taking a horror-slash-dark take in the MCU, plus with Scarlet Witch team-up. Keep up the great work, guys. P.S. We're getting Blade! I love the casting choice. Cheers, <sighs> Matt Klein. Thank you, Matt, for agreeing with both with of both us. With both of us. Uh, mostly agreeing <laughs> with you, saying that's his favorite, that's the one he's looking forward to most, but also... He pointed out Blade, so that's great. <laughs> thank you um, for agreeing with me the most. Yeah, thank you, Matt. That's what's most important. <laughs> uh, Andy Joshua sent us another email. Hi, guys. <laughs> this is about the Phase 4 announcement. I like that it starts with, Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit! <laughs> MCU Phase 4, Black Widow, The Eternals, Shang-Chi, Blade! I want to talk about all these, but I'm only going to stick with my favorite three. Number three, Thor, Love and Thunder. I'm so excited to see Natalie Portman back as Jane Foster, now as female Thor. I think the poster seems a lot like the cover of an 80s rock album. I've included the poster below. Uh, Number two, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm so excited to finally see the Mandarin on February 12th, 2021. I was a little disappointed with how Marvel treated him in Iron Man 3, and I hope this version is a lot better. Number one, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Benedict Cumberbatch and Elizabeth Olsen in the multiverse. Kevin Feige said that this movie will be impacted by WandaVision. I think that now we can all say that the TV shows are in a separate universe, so maybe we could see the Defenders or Ghost Rider in this movie. May 7, 2021. I'm so excited for Phase 4. Thanks so much for the great podcast. Thanks, Andy Joe Show. Thanks, Drew. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> another Yet another person agreeing with you. I don't like it. <laughs> I happen to love it. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I don't think he didn't even have Blade in there. (sighs) (laughs) Hey, that's it. Wasn't Blade is not Phase Four? Never mind. Ha. That's right. He's not agreeing with you at all. What? I'm just kidding. (laughs) That doesn't sell your point. It just proves that you're even worse. (laughs) We're talking about Phase Four, and you're like, "Oh, yay, Blade." Like, think about now. Come on, Matt. Get your head in the game. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve Abramowitz said to us, Hello, this was big speculation pre-Endgame, and having never seen the Star Trek episode, I'm wondering if it, if it indeed was like it, and did forecast Endgame story, or was it Internet Felder... Inter- <laughs> was it Internet Felder Carb? I don't know what Felder Carb is. Me either. Uh, and the news that he's talking about is that Kevin Feige has said that the series finale of episode of Star Trek Next Generation in 1987, uh, well, the show happened in 1987. The finale was seven years later. Uh, I guess 94? Is it that early? Wow. Yeah, it was uh, 94. All good things. All good things. In 1994. Yep, there you go. Inspired this film. Uh, yes. So it is not just internet. Felder carb, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, maybe that's a typo. Maybe it's a thing we don't know. We're not sure. Um, but it, it, it didn't ruin anything or spoil anything to know that the big thing about, uh, we've talked about it before on the show, but the big thing about all good things is it's an episode that happens in three different timelines. So they go back and forth between three different timelines and, um, they're trying to solve something using the using time travel and kind of touching on different moments in the lives of this these characters and what all of that means. 
And so I think that that's, that's what he, that's where they're talking about drawing inspiration from the episode of all good things. Uh, it's kind of an interesting way they do it in that episode is they show what could have happened, uh, had certain things happened in their lives, had they continued on with the show, they, they jump forward, you know, 30 or 40 years, they jump backwards, they jump forwards, they jump, they jump back to now. Eventually they jump back to primordial ooze when the human race is beginning. Like it's, it's a very travel all over time episode. And that's, I think all that we can gather from it. And, and the fact that it kind of touches on the different points in those characters lives. Um, so not, not completely without merit, that whole thing. And I, I love that it's part of their inspiration because I'm a huge Star Trek fan. It made me feel real good to hear that. But uh, it also didn't reveal that much about what was going to happen in this movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by but the way, Matt. Talk about go, – go listen to the Star Trek Universe podcast. We'll talk about more. <laughs> by the way, man, <clears throat> Feldercarb is an expletive used by the characters of Battlestar Galactica. That refers oh. to the putrid and crusty black grime that would accumulate on various pieces of machinery and required scraping off during maintenance. Oh. Possibly Battlestar speak for bullshit. Yeah, sounds like bullshit. Okay, cool. <laughs> Neat. Uh, I don't remember that one. Uh, what was the bit? Was Frack? Is that what the big one they said in that show? Yeah. Frack? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's see. Next up, Nerdy Tastic said on Twitter, Adam Sucast, Wesley Snipes allegedly hit Halle Berry so hard she lost some of her hearing, so he can go kick rocks. Yeah, that sucks. I did not know that. Uh, was that in? Was okay. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't listen to the episode with you and Dave. I'm sorry. You jackass. <laughs> I was sick. And I think we were talking it about felt Blade. Like it was underwater the whole time. We were talking about Blade, and we were talking about uh, how much we did like the original uh, Blade, and would be okay with uh, Wesley Snipes reprising his role. But we're very excited to see Mah- Mahisha Ali uh, re- play Blade. So you know, uh, yep. so we were probably talking somewhat highly. And, and I don't know anything about his personal life. Uh, I really don't keep up with that stuff very well, and I do. Uh, you know, obviously, when someone's a monster like that, it's no good. And it's, it's just hard because it's also, like she said, allegedly happened. Um, but I tend to, you know, believe the believe the victims in those scenarios. Um, yeah. But it's hard. It's just all. It's all hard to. It's it's it's. I tend to separate the art from artist for me. Uh, like I agree, if he's that, if he did that, he can go kick rocks. But I also can admit that the movie was good. You know what I mean? I don't like that he went and tried to evade taxes. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's another thing to be pissed at him about. Uh, <laughs> Pay him like the rest of us, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you got in jail for. Anyway, no, that's that's neither here nor there. I also did enjoy the Blade movies when they first came out. I haven't gone back to see them, or I haven't gone back to watch them recently, um, like within the past ten years. Yeah. But... I did have a lot of fun with those movies when they came out. Um, it'd be really fun. We were talking about it on the episode. Uh, it'd be really fun to see Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool interact with the new Blade uh, <laughs> because he was in Blade Trinity. He was in Trinity, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be real funny. Or have Blade kill that character in the new version or something, you know? Oh, yes. It'd be fun. Mm. I, I'm sorry, have uh, have Deadpool kill that character in the new version or whatever. be I fun. Mean, that- 
that could work too. I was thinking have uh, have Blade decapitate um, Deadpool. <laughs> well, and that'll probably happen at some point. Man, <laughs> how much fun could it be to have a Deadpool style movie set in the universe of MCU? Man, like if they really give them all the toys, that's what I want to see. Like I. In the X-Men universe, Deadpool has been relegated to a character that only ever shows, like, only ever interacts with two X-Men, <laughs> Negasonic Teenage Warhead and uh, Colossus. And yeah. I would really love it if they didn't do that to him in this universe. And, like, what if the next big team-up movie is 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 a Deadpool movie? Because it's the one that had he just kind of, like, travels around the universe sort of making fun of slash shedding light on the characters. I don't know. I, I just think that a Deadpool movie kind of taking the piss out of the entire MCU could be so much fun. <laughs> I mean, the the characters in the MCU have gotten a bit on the serious side. Like, even though there's a lot of jokes that still get cracked every now and again, they're still mostly just really serious. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, uh, that Deadpool could inject a little more fun. Um, honestly, I think that Sam Wilson as Cap could just be a lot more fun like I love Chris Evans so much, but he's like his his cap is so serious all the time, and Sam Wilson is decidedly not. <laughs> yeah, Sam Wilson's a little more fun. Yeah, True. so I True. I think it would be refreshing for the mantle of Captain America to to be a bit more fun like that. Yeah, I'm really interested to see where they do what they do, how much these shows are sort of, I feel like the Hawkeye show is sort of retiring the character of Hawkeye. I don't know that he'll die or anything, but it feels like they're passing the torch. They've said that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's passing the mantle to Kate Bishop. But then with WandaVision, they've said that that movie is going to lead into her appearance in the Multiverse of Madness. So given that, like we, ha- we don't really know what they're going to do with Falcon Cap or... Uh, or Bucky, like we don't know which which of the two versions of that eventuality are going to happen. Is this their way of moving them onto the small screen as a way of kind of like continuing their stories without keeping them active in the movies, similar to what they're doing with Hawkeye, or is it going to be something that is strictly tied into the universe, like they're doing with Wandavision? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, it's been said that uh, that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series is going to focus on the U.S. government, or just the world government, not wanting Sam Wilson to be Captain America. That's interesting. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I... I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Like, it feels a little... mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It feels like a little bit of a small story, maybe. Like, I want to see him face off against some great evil. Um, And maybe that... Zemo's going to be in it. Uh, yeah, no, no. So there's going to be a great evil. I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll just see what happens. I don't know. Well, you say it's a small story, but it's on the small screen. So yeah, it kind of makes yeah, yeah. sense. No, I just I, I I don't mind there being an element of Falcon having to sort of defend himself as the new Captain America. Uh, that's fine, but I don't want the story to be so result, revolved around that that he doesn't actually get to be Captain America. You know what I mean? Right, he's just fighting the whole time to be Captain America. Yeah, like I kind of just being. I'm fine with him just being Captain America. You know, he just is. That's who he is. Um, yep. And and like that's just what we're gonna get from now on. Uh, but I, it just feels a little like 
focusing on a problem that doesn't necessarily have to be focused on, but maybe, maybe they have a great story to tell. So I'm down, yeah. I'm down. I'm going to watch it. Yep. We're going to watch it either way. That's <laughs> for sure. Uh, J. Scott Farrell said, pleasant surprise to find David C. Robertson appear on the MCU cast today. Yeah, man. He was such a great co-host. Like, I just don't normally get to uh, operate with people on such a high level of podcasting, you know? <clears throat> no, I don't know what that's like at all. <laughs> well, I know you don't, because you get to operate with yep. me. Uh, but <laughs> Yep. I am dealing with Top Shelf the entire time. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> just teasing no it was great to have dave on um and i was very sad that jeff couldn't be here because it was it, it's the it's the el capitan moment man it was the yeah the i know four, and i know we're going to talk Damn about it, it for the next six years but like <laughs> we're going to be talking about phase four announcement even after phase four is done oh you know we will <laughs> we're going to we're going to be talking about well this is how they handle it in phase four do you remember that then yeah, yeah. Phase, phase seven that they just announced is this i really liked how they brought in this or that you know we're going to be talking about this for years so uh it's not like it it's your only chance to talk about it but i was sad that you weren't able to be here among all the excitement yeah and it would have been nice to have been able to be here and pronounce names correctly Ooh, snap oh Throw yeah Where's, down let's see irene has that to say you want to read that one yeah she said listen to your phase four podcast and i was kind of let down slash disappointed by the fact that your guest completely mispronounced both asian actors that were mentioned totally young and similar seriously it's so simple Y'all were able to pronounce every single other person's name perfectly fine. Why not just take like literally five seconds to research it because they're worth it? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. But in my defense, I mispronounced lots of names. Uh, but he mispronounces his own name. Yeah, from time to time. But no, my, <laughs> uh, in Dave's defense, actually, let me just say, uh, Dave didn't know he was going to be doing a podcast that night until like an hour before, uh, because Jeff got sick and we didn't want to make everybody wait. So Dave did all, Dave did all the research and prepped all that news for the cast with like very little notice and probably was just in a rush and he probably didn't have uh you know enough time and and yeah not 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 as good at pronouncing asian names apparently our apologies yeah. we will we will we will try to do better at that and thank you for correcting us uh that's good to know how to say their names um leung and lu um Simu lu and tony leung I guess I'm not even good at reading. Uh, <laughs> I can't even read pronunciation characters, right? No, I'm not, not great at it. <laughs> I'm just going to let you flounder. It's more fun this way. Yeah, for sure. But thank you for writing in, Irene. Appreciate it. Hey, we love you too, Irene. Yeah. Oh, eight four said to us on Twitter, I cannot with the ridiculous conversation about snapped and blipped fetuses on. <laughs> On MCU cast. You guys said you were going to edit it out, and now I can't stop laughing in my super quiet office. Hey, we said we'd probably edit it out. <laughs> and then I listened to it <laughs> while I was editing it, and I was laughing so hard <laughs> that I couldn't take it out. It was, it was, it, like, they, they definitely should have been taken out. It was not a good or, like, 
viable conversation to have. It was very disturbing. I did not like it, but my own disturbed nature and Jeff's was making me laugh so hard that I couldn't uh, take it out because I wanted yeah. you guys to experience that along with us. I wanted to share the disturbedness. I wanted to share the laughter, you know? <laughs> We're we're not comedy geniuses. We're here to talk about stuff we love. So when we do things that actually make me laugh, I have to leave them in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Even if they're really on the line of good taste. Uh, okay, way over the line of good taste. Questionable at best. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Austin Carlton said, hey, guys, just discovered y'all's podcast and love it. I love hearing other people's theories on the MCU. Of course, we're all excited about the announcement of Phase 4, but does anyone else ever worry that they're going to overpopulate the cinematic world? A concern people had with Endgame was how much you had to watch to fully understand everything. So do you think the addition of the Disney Plus series makes it too complicated to keep up with everything? And also, do you think that this is the last we've seen of the Avengers, quote-unquote, and see a movement toward more solo films for a while? Thanks, guys, and keep it up. Uh, I think all of that is true. Um, I think that this is the last we'll see for the Avengers for a while, and they're going to move toward um, solo films for a while. I, I don't, th- <laughs> I don't know, Austin, if you watch all of the TV shows like we do, but this universe has been complicated for a while. Um, <laughs> We've it, been doing this a minute. We're professionals. It, it just at the moment doesn't. Uh, they don't do a very good job of connecting. Now, these new shows do seem like they're going to be a lot more connected, but I have a feeling they will still tr- I don't know. I'm really I'm really interested to see how they do it because it does seem like they're connecting them more strongly than something like Agents of Shield is connected and definitely more than something like Runaways is connected. But I still have the feeling that they'll make it so that you can understand the movie without seeing the other movies. I think that Endgame is one of the only movies in the MCU. Infinity War and Endgame are two of the only movies you just don't understand if you haven't seen other movies. Yeah. I I think that with Endgame and Infinity War, because it's the culmination of the last 10 years of Marvel storytelling, like that's the reason it's so big and there's so much that you have to watch beforehand. I think that now, if you don't go back and watch all of that. Like this would be a good entry point for the next generation. Yeah. I think that's what they're going for. I think they've set up Spider-Man as sort of an entryway for new people. Um, I think they're going to have other, other stories that bring in like younger characters. Uh, Maybe this Kate Bishop will be younger. I don't know. Um, but I have a feeling this will be, this will be a, I think they're, they're, they're doing exactly what you're talking about. They're, they're taking it from the big, crazy sweeping story and trying to bring it back down to small stories and, and bring new people in and kind of rebuild this universe, uh, from the ground up, which I'm, I'm pumped for. David Pendergrass sent us a message said Wanda and Pietro, Pietro, Pietro. See how many cultures we don't know how to pronounce. It's fine. Yeah. Mahersha Ali. Hey, I think I got it that time. You actually got it? <laughs> yes. See, it right. takes me a few tries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said, Wanda and Pietro aren't mutants anymore in canon comics. They were experiments by the high evolutionary, which could be retconned into MCU pretty easily from the experimentation with the stones that created them. Okay. Interesting. I did not realize that. Yeah. They're miracles. Mm-hmm. Starts with them. That's true. Easily into mutants. 
Uh, Steve Abramowitz said, guys, in the comics, Daredevil and Black Widow are a couple. Charlie Cox is out there asking for a crossover. Maybe this is how TV and MCU come together, not counting Jarvis and Peggy and Endgame. Uh, there is one small problem with that. Spoiler alert. Uh, she's dead. She's dead. <laughs> Uh, now, I would love if they do a Black Widow TV show and we find out that the last few years of her life she was dating Daredevil. Now, I'm, I'm on board. I, believe me. I'm down with any crossover with Daredevil. You want to pair him up with anybody and throw him in a movie, I'm totally on board. But, <laughs> he could date She-Hulk. I am all over it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Lawyer and lawyer action. Ooh, man. Hot lawyer on lawyer action. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I didn't want to go there, but I knew it was coming. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> what does OE4 have to say? Ooh. Ooh. This is a good one. Uh, he says, I've heard theories that the Eternals movie isn't actually an Eternals movie, and it's a cover for something else. Let's look at who's rumored to be in the movie. Which a lot, of these, are, a lot of these are confirmed now. So, so you say? <laughs> I mean, I mean the 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 actors are confirmed, not necessarily oh, yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. this this theory that OA four is uh, connecting with Red String. Yeah, <laughs> very very Charlie of him. Mm-hmm. Richard Madden as one of the leads. He usually gets more hunky roles, but I think his acting can be pretty f- flexible if he needs to be a uh, a kind of a professor type. It's not a far stretch. Mm-hmm. Selma Hayek is the other lead. She's a great performer who can really blend in with the rest of this talented cast. She could play Richard Madden's brilliant partner who wouldn't ever be considered invisible next to him. Unless, you know, she wants to be. (laughs) This is so hard to get through. Kamal Nanjiani, as a supporting character, who is the right hand of the male lead, with unwavering, almost rock-like support. He's a comedian, but he also has it in him to put out a serious performance, even stony at times. <clears throat> and if he does let just a little bit of his trademark humor bleed out, it could be a beautiful thing. <laughs> the latest addition, Millie Bobby Brown, she's proven herself to be a great child actor with more than a few fiery performances. She could play the daughter of Selma Hayek or have some other familial connection to the rest of, or to one of the cast. Was she was and, she confirmed, Millie Bobby Brown? I don't think so. I, 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 I didn't remember her being in the announcement. I didn't actually remember the rumor either. So maybe that didn't happen. But, uh, but, but yeah, I would love to see her as the uh, Human Torch. <laughs> and then the antagonist, awesome. Angelina Jolie. A great villain requires a great actor, and there's few more elite than Angelina. She could really bring to life a character that could, I don't know hypothetically take control of the country formerly known as Sokovia and give it a new, more sinister name. And her gravitas could most definitely deliver the doom of a frightening adversary for our main cast and possibly the rest of the MCU in Phase 4. Just some totally irrelevant thoughts I'm pushing around. I might send some actual feedback for Jessica Jones, S.H.I.E.L.D., and Spider-Man if time and mood allow it. Regardless, this is a wonderful cast. Fantastic, even. <laughs> Until next time, true believers. Cough, fantastic, four cough. <laughs> I like how he threw in the cough, fantastic, four cough, as if we would not get all those references. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's interesting. Um, a lot of I've heard that theory. I've also heard the theory that it could be the X-Men movie. Ooh, 
yeah. I would like that. So many different versions of the X-Men. Those characters could be... I actually don't hate the idea of uh, Kamel on Johnny as Wolverine. He's kind of got the... I don't know. He's kind of got the squat stature. I don't know. I could see Kamel on Johnny as, <laughs> as Wolverine. Kind of funny but gruff at times. But no, he's not a good. He's not a good Wolverine. Probably more. No. I, I could see him as maybe a beast. Maybe. Oh, that would be really funny. Yeah, just like I could totally see his delivery working well for sort of the a smart but sarcastic sort of beast character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah, it'd be pretty good. But then, like, where, who do you put Richard Madden as? Because he's obviously not going to shave his head. Um, uh, Cyclops? Mm. I don't know. I don't know who Richard Madden yeah. is or... Yeah, I have, no, I have no idea. There's just so many different versions that it could be anything. Like, it, there's so many different versions of the X-Men, and they're going to want to differentiate this version from the last uh, the last Fox versions or whatever. And so, yes, yeah, that's, that's the different. problem with X-Men is that it's so recent on people's minds, like even more so than Spider-Man was when, when homecoming was, was doing its thing. Is it though? <laughs> yeah. Like, sure. It just came out, but is it on people's Literally mind? a few months ago. Is it on people's mind though? That's what I'm wondering. Like, like I feel like that movie came and went unceremoniously without much fanfare. It really just it it just got shoved off to the side. It was like ah, no one cares. Those movies have felt kind of over since like First Class. I mean, sure, there's some great shining moments like Deadpool and Logan. I think Logan was really the the capstone of that universe. Like, sure, okay, this is a good spot to just end the whole thing. Yeah, Apocalypse. And I haven't seen Dark Phoenix yet, so I can't actually say how its quality was, but Apocalypse is awful. And I've heard nothing but the same stuff from this most recent in the series. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that, I think it, they could probably do an X-Men like sooner than later, but I think the smart move with X-Men would be to bring the idea of mutants into the universe through some multiverse madness, uh, and then, <gasps> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, then you start building the team from mutants that exi- like start existing, you know? Yeah. I like the, uh, the theory that we got sent to us a while ago where, uh, like three snaps, no, four snaps within five years was quite enough to throw a lot of energy around the universe and kind of maybe, uh, infuse some people with some extra atoms that may not uh, may not have been there before and kind of turn people into these these various beings you know mutate them in a way mhm yeah i like that theory i i think they're i don't i don't know how they're going to bring in the mutants i really don't um, but I think that multiverse and Wanda Maxima, oh, you weren't here. I keep thinking you were here for the last episode. The theory we came up with, which I think is pretty good is because it's also straight out of the comics. Um, Wanda in her, uh, oh, in house her, of M. Yeah. House of M. Uh, Wanda in her, uh, in her way, like in her own series learns more about her powers and she probably develops those, uh, you know, reality shaping powers that sort of we know from the comics. And then in multiverse of madness, 
Doctor Strange maybe trying to protect the universe from the changes that Wanda's doing, something to that effect. And then through all these changes, you get mutants created. Maybe she's trying to bring her brother back. Maybe she brings back more than just the miracle that he was. Maybe she decides there needs to be more miracles, whatever. We get a House of M sort of storyline that just, I mean, it's directly from the comics, you know, her having that ability. And we don't know what her powers are. I hope we get them more fleshed out in the WandaVision show. But, like, her having sorrow over Vision and her brother and then trying to bring them back somehow – like, what if that causes mutants? And I, I don't know. I could absolutely see them going that way. And then, you know, Multiverse of Madness could be the real introduction of the mutants. It could be, because it would be... I mean, the the series is called WandaVision. So it could very easily be her doing something to try to bring Vision back. And then, oops, she shattered reality. <laughs> yeah, absolutely could. Especially trying to bring her brother back with the whole miracles thing. And like maybe they are the archetypes that she just spreads throughout the world that maybe everyone awakens everyone's. You know, they said they did a lot of test subjects um, with the stone, uh, with the with the scepter. They said they did a lot of test subjects and only the two of them survived. So I could easily see them going with a they had the latent mutant gene and whatever energy was was pumped into them from the scepter that caused it to awaken their powers would also do that to the rest of the world's population if they had the X gene, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then you just mm-hmm. awaken mutants using Wanda's powers only or some, you know, madness that she has. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can absolutely see them using that whole storyline to bring mutants into the fray. Mm. Yep. And yep, then yep, yep. Eternals just shortly thereafter. What if that is the X-Men movie and you, and you really do get like the, directly after mad, the multiverse of madness, our the MCU has been affected in such a way that it, mutants exist and maybe they've existed for a while or maybe they're brand new, whatever. Uh, and then we have, you know, an X-Men movie instead of Eternals. Mm. But what if they kept that a secret all the way till after Multiverse of Madness? No, there's no way they could keep that in. I mean, Dave, they like to keep their secrets. They do. They had a really interesting uh, cartoon they posted today on Facebook uh, or somewhere. I don't know. I'll try to find it and post it on our Facebook. But uh, it was apparently they wrote alternate scenes uh, so that it would throw people off the scent of what's actually going to happen in the movie. So a lot of the most surprising scenes in the movie had alternate scenes that they wrote and they, uh, they, they like, I guess intended to have, I don't know, whatever to, to, to keep the surprises at alive. And so the, like the scene where Loki dies in in infinity war, they had a, a thing where when Thanos goes to kill him, or stab him, or however he kills him. I don't even remember. And when he goes to kill him, it turns out uh, it's it's a hologram or whatever, and then it turns around, and uh, Loki is off in a spaceship escaping, and he's like, sorry, brother. <laughs> um, yeah. Like they, Anyway, they animated all of those, and they put them into the movie. It's pretty fun. I mean, we could see things like that in the What If series. 
Yeah, absolutely. We got a message from Mike here saying, hey, this is Mike. I think you guys missed the, the J. Jonah Jameson thing at the end of his talk show. Uh, that was a it was a spoof on Alex Jones' Infowars. Uh, the microphone, the sitting at the desk, the paper strewn about him, kind of his mannerisms and being angry and yelling and stuff. That's that's a play on Alex Jones, who's kind of a crazy conspiracy theory guy in the real world. Yeah, I didn't catch that on my first viewing, uh, but I have heard that it is Alex Jones. I just assumed it was like a, a lot of ranty conspiracy theory guys on the internet. <laughs> I wasn't, or, 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 or like sort of the talk radio guys that scream about stuff. Like I, I did not think that it was specifically Alex Jones, but I've never seen Infowars, So I don't know how Alex Jonesy it actually was. I've seen a lot of, um, a lot of try not to laugh videos that involve him. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's pretty much exactly like that. Um, but the first thing that I thought when I saw it was I, I, I immediately kind of synced that up in my head with the um, the J. Jonah Jameson from the PS4 game. Yes. He has a, almost like a podcast. Yeah, exactly. He has a radio show. That's exactly what I was yeah. talking about. Yeah. So that's that's where my mind went. Yeah, totally. Anyway, uh, Tyler Adams sent a message on Twitter. Hello, longtime listener, first time writer. I'm commenting on what you said about the political nature of Captain Marvel. I lean to the right, and I'm not one of the very few that are mad Captain Marvel is a strong woman. In fact, I think it's great Marvel is expanding the scope of, of diversity. I feel like many people's problem with her is not only the great power minus the great flaw, but Larson's somewhat polarizing nature. In my opinion, Marvel shouldn't encourage any political nods on either side just to keep their audience diverse and together. I would hate if Marvel fans would be torn apart by political opinions. But obviously, coming from a 14-year-old, I lack a bit of wisdom and would like to hear you guys' opinion on Marvel getting political and its ramifications for the franchise. Keep up the great work. Your shows keep me company while I play 2K. Sweet. Well, thank you, Tyler. Um, yeah, I. you know, I tend to agree and you know it's what we do on this show that when you're making art you shouldn't i mean not that you shouldn't you can make your art however you want to make your art but i like i personally like art that doesn't choose a side to the exclusion of the logic of the other side if that makes sense it's the whole straw man thing like i don't like when art uh takes takes on a uh takes on a political point to the point that it isn't actually examining the issue. We've talked about this before, um, for sure in various incarnations of the TV shows we've watched and stuff. Cause sometimes they do take like, whether it's right wing or left wing or whatever, they take an argument and they just make it seem like it's so dumb that anyone would ever think this instead of actually discussing the argument, you know? And I don't like that. So I, in that in that way, I hear what you're saying, Tyler. But at the same time, like, there's a lot of things going on in our world that uh, people are going to want to make art about, and I think they should be supported in doing that too. Um, but I think they should try to examine um, all of the political stuff they examine in sort of a non-biased way, so that you can act. You know, I just think you're going to get better. You're going to get your point across better. If you have a political point of view that you're trying to get across with a movie, you're going to make it 
better if you actually uh, confront the arguments that are being had and not sort of not create straw men. Now, when, when it comes to Larson's comments, to be honest, I don't even know what Larson said. <laughs> Do you have any idea what Larson said? She's just pretty politically voiced. Um, oh, yeah. She is – she's very much a proponent of the Me Too movement. Sure. And um, wanting to kind of promote feminism just as, as a, a general thing, you know, like just trying to – to get more women involved in everything because she sees, I mean, Hollywood is a male dominated industry. We've all, I mean, that's, that's just a fact at this point. So she's trying to kind of try to help to change that. And she's got a platform at this point and she's, you know, she's standing on it and she's using that platform to get her message out. Yeah. I mean, that's the actress, not the movie to me. Like, you know, and I think that obviously you should not try to silence an actress or anyone from their own point of view. Now, some certain points of view might get you in trouble or might get you even like taken off of something if you're too politically divisive, but that's something you've got to be willing to accept if you're going to, you know, you, you can use free speech all you want, but it doesn't mean it doesn't always come with consequences, you know? Yeah. I mean, we saw yeah. James Gunn uh, used his free speech and got him in a lot of trouble there for a little while. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it did. That's very different than using it for sort of a good political aim of, of, of getting more representation in film, the film industry, more equality or whatever. What's crazy about this, though, is that, you know, so many people have a problem with, with Brie Larson. But Chris Evans on Twitter is just as, if not more, politically voiced, mm-hmm. like directly talking about how shitty Trump is, just like – you know, quoting everything that he says, like, wow, this is the worst thing that you could have said. Like, when everything is the worst thing that you could have said, then nothing is. But, you know, it's he's just constantly talking about it, like constantly trying to tear them down, or rather tear down the the dumb things that are said, which, you know, that's that's whatever, that's his opinion. But it's crazy that Chris Evans has such a strong voice and such a a strong opinion on it and doesn't get the same kind of blowback that Brie Larson is getting. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. And I, I think there's there's a number of reasons that is. Uh, one of them, obviously, is that there is a sexist thing going on there where people are uh, hating on her because she's a woman and, like, she shouldn't be whatever. Yeah, saying what she's to saying. sit down, shut up, and cook dinner. But there's also the idea that, like, there's a lot of legitimate reasons people didn't like her movie very much. Like, there, there are some people who don't like her character yet. And so we have a lot of affection for Chris Evans because that man's been playing that character flawlessly for a lot of years. And then you have Brie Larson. So maybe it's easier to go, oh, well, we don't like her because she's not someone we have affection for as a character or whatever, you know? You haven't proven yourself in the MCU yet. Yeah. Like, I wonder. I wonder. And I have no idea. I wonder if... uh, Chris Evans was as political during like his first two movies or whatever, you know, I wonder if he like was as political. He's very political now, but also the world has changed and everyone's a little more political now because the, our political system is in a very different place than it was when the first Avenger was made, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's the most we've ever talked about politics. I still think we did it without taking too many sides there, but, (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I took all the sides all at once. Take them all. Take I'm them all. Never giving them back. <laughs> Good. Last one. Last feedback uh, for tonight. We got more. We'll probably get to in the next couple days or next couple weeks. But here's some more feedback. Trent Morris says, "Hey guys, me again. I have a question about Endgame." When Tony and Steve go back to their second attempt to get the Tesseract, and Tony is talking to Howard, when Howard tells Tony how far along his wife is, has nobody picked up on the confused look on Tony's face when he hears how far along his mother is? That gives me the info station that Tony was born at a different time, and he has a sibling out there somewhere. Am I the only one that noticed this? Love the show, guys. I'm a bit behind. I'm just listening to the MCU Disconnected cast. Oh. And for that's a sad cast. Um... Okay, so I like the theory. It's fun, but I I definitely noticed the look you're talking about, but I didn't take it that way at all. I think that he didn't realize when he went back in time that his de- that that was he was going back to a time when his mom would be pregnant with him. So when his dad's sitting there talking, he just dawns on him. He's thinking like, when where can we go to get these particles to save the universe? He's not thinking about his own birthday and how oh crap. I'm about to be born. <laughs> that's soon. Yeah, and I, th- I think it just hits him at that moment that, oh, that's when we are. Yeah. That's I mean, when we are in relation to my family. I don't think he expected to see his dad there. <laughs> and so he wasn't really thinking about all this, and that's the that's the reaction that I took. I didn't think it was uh, anything strange about him having a s- secret sibling. But, you know, I like the theory. could be fun. I don't think that that theory checks out, though, because – December 16, 1991 is when his dad died and we saw in the uh, in the barf scene that he was you know kind of young yes but he was also uh he was in and out of college right yes and he was he was on uh he was on Christmas break from whatever college he was in at the time and that was uh that would have, he would have been like if he was born in 1970 then he would have been 21 at the time but he did graduate from MIT magna cum laude uh at 16 according to iron man 1 mm mm that's interesting that that's not to say he couldn't have had more degrees or whatever i don't remember exactly what they say in the barf simulation but what year was it that they go back to to get the particles? 1970. So 70 to 91. So yeah, 21 it was April years. 7th. He did look about 21 though. I do think they're, I don't think that they're, I don't think they're trying to build any, in any kind of weird thing, but that might, you might have just found another break in the, uh, in the old timeline there. If, if he was 16 when he graduated college, but he was still in college at 21. You could have gone for a different degree on something. Yeah. No, there's some, there's definitely headcanon to be had, but it does seem like. Oh, <laughs> I'm maybe, sorry, Matt. I didn't mean another, to break maybe it. Maybe another flaw. Oh. I didn't mean to break it. No, I didn't want it. Don't break it. I didn't it. want it. Don't break it. All right, but so that's that's my take. I, I but I, I again love the theory. Uh, could be could be could be. Uh, but I, I I definitely understand how you'd be like like why is no one else talking about this. <laughs> That seems like such a big deal. It would be, but I think it was just a reaction to him realizing, yeah. oh, oh shit, I'm in utero. Right? Like, I could be affecting the birth of me at this very moment. Yeah, he could be. He could be. 
Uh, all right. Well, that's all for tonight, you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. We'll be back with you very soon. Next week, we'll have more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast and more podcast in general for you guys to, for your ears, for your ears. Uh, we uh, love you very much. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, Facebook, uh, all the places. And uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash mcucast and uh, leave us a couple bucks you know a buck or two there's some cool rewards there please go check that out really helps us keep this cast going um and uh, we just appreciate all you guys support if you want to hear more from me i have two other podcasts the orville universe podcast and the star trek universe podcast both up and running both on itunes and uh, if they're not wherever you get podcasts let me know and i'll make sure they get up there because they're still new so they're still kind of populating all over the web um but yeah we'll be back soon uh peace Until next time, true believers.